Here we go. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome back to What the Hell is Happening in Temecula. Uh, I'm one of your hosts. My name is Dallas. I'm joined with Jeff from Jeff. Temecula Valley Pack. Uh, I know it does seem like we're leaving a space for some reason after our first names, but right. that's fine. The last names are for the patrons. If you're, doing, if you're part of our Patreon that, that doesn't exist, you can get our last names. Um, (laughs) uh well thanks for joining us uh this is going to be a little short intro between jeff and i just to kind of recap what happened recently and then uh jeff and skylar uh temple are going to dive into uh kind of the ins and outs of the next steps so uh excited to hear that and also um I mean, I haven't been able to talk to you about it. We've known it's been happening for a while, or at least it's been rumored to be happening for a while. But I mean, happy, you know, Danny Gonzalez resigning day to all who celebrate. I mean, it's it's like it's been right. on the underneath, you know, the, everybody's been whispering that it's going to happen. And then yeah. it did happen. And I, for one, am, you know, people. I'm not celebrating his demise if people want to call it that i know their side is trying to paint it as we've run him out of town um but i do want to celebrate the fact that we might have another level-headed person on the school board and that makes me happy that's the key i mean i think and i talked about it this a little bit with dallas that you you'll hear right. here later but skylar 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 i'm getting yeah, it's the holidays it's folks. all right it's all right um but i talked a little bit about that um, with Skyler about this notion that we ran somebody out of town or we or they or who or whatever. There's nothing. And, and I think that's the most troubling part about this whole um, political process or environment we're in right now where you can say things from your position or from your social media account that don't have any basis, aren't attributed to anybody. It's just they, them, he, she, they, whatever. They did this. Um, and, you know, I know from an organizational standpoint, we've never um, tried to push anybody out by bullying anybody's kids or um, whatever, whatever threats were apparently laid down. But listen... This is uh, a board member who made a decision for his family and for himself, and and that's it. Um, you know, unfortunately, uh, I speak. I spoke with Danny early on, and I thought we could probably, you know, work together on some things. Um, but there became a galvanizing point during this process where he just sort of went off the deep end and ran in lockstep with whatever Jen Wiersma wanted to say and whatever Joe Komorowski wanted to do, and and really essentially what that comes down to is a display of power. Um, and so with him stepping down, they lose a little bit of that power. And uh, in the meantime, looks like we're going to have some calm um, on the front. And uh, hopefully we can just get the business of, of TVUSD done um, without all of the culture war, politically driven nonsense that this board is famous for at this point. Well, and I know, you know, <laughs> I think I think our, our dynamic at this point is that you take the little bit more rational, good governance approach, and I like to kind of uh, talk a little bit more shit. But I will say, I am happy that or I'm not happy. Sorry, I I'm intrigued 
by that side, by the Jinwerisma, by the 420, 412 side, 420, I wish, 412 side, all of that, those people who are painting this as he was run out of town. And I know you said you talked about this with Skyler, but nobody ran him out of town. This was a guy who just a few months ago was taking photos in front of recall signs, who was on a podcast calling the people who supported the recall fools, um, who said they could have their signs and dance around or whatever they want to do. And it's just foolish and nonsensical. Uh, this was, that was that guy. Okay. So if you're going to try to paint this guy as some martyr for your cause that he was, he just had to be run out of town by, by all these people with pitchforks, just, so you know, it wasn't pitchforks. It was signatures from citizens in his community who didn't like what he was doing, who didn't like how he was governing, who didn't like how he was talking to people, how he was treating people. That's what ran him out of town. Yeah, so typically a victim doesn't invite his oppressors to come get him by taking photos and, you know, on people's lawns and talking a bunch of trash on a school board on the school board uh, propaganda page. Um but you know that's what he did and that, and well, hey, I, listen. I, I mean, uh, the, here's the thing. All of this stuff, the fact that this po- this podcast exists not to mention the other podcast and the social media uh, anonymous accounts that are created that are TVUSD teachers and parents and grandmas and grandpas and we are and who is and all that, all that nonsense, all that exists because of the chaos that these three brought into the board. All of this, uh, even the end result of whatever Danny perceives as his forcing out of town mm-hmm. was brought by Danny Gonzalez Joe Kamarowski and Jen Wiersma. Let's not beat around the bush here and say that this was a moderate, well-respected member of the community that has been here for years that has any idea how the school district works or what this community is about that got attacked for no reason, right? right? We're talking about a a school board that is blowing through hundreds of thousands of dollars (laughs) almost by month. Uh, on legal bills, fighting culture wars, attacking teachers, attacking members of the public in public forums. Um, this is, they started the fire and then stepped back and said, wait a minute, this fire got bigger. Now I got to leave. Well, you yeah. started it. So, I mean, take Ooh. some ownership and, and, and be a, be an adult about it and say like, Hey, listen, we came and flipped up, flipped the table and then expected you all to just take it. But that wasn't going to happen. Our community wasn't going to stand for this sort of behavior. Well, and, and Jeff, again, like I always appreciate your level-headed take on these things. Me as a, you're a parent as well, but you know, my kids are young and they're in, you know, in the, the school district. And <clears throat> this became very personal for me when I started to hear what they were saying and what they were trying to inflict on these kids. And I, I, they caused this fire and, and that is the, that is the best and most apt way to describe it. But even on a more personal level, the, to me, I can't fathom and under, and, and I can't seem to wrap my head around the complete lack, not only of accountability that all three of them have, but the lack of awareness as to what they were getting involved in. They literally had and still continue to have no clue what politics are, what local politics are, what an election process is. 
what their job is as school board members. They have no idea. You know, they bring this divisiveness into the community. They put up all these these accounts. They put up all this stuff on social media. They create all this, uh, you know, rhetoric and hate and comments and continue to do so. And they don't ever think for one second that anyone is going to do any kind of research into their lives. They don't think for one second that anyone's going to look at maybe who they are. Like they feel like for some reason they're protected by this belief system that they have or this community that is shrinking more and more by the day. Like I I don't understand where they get this sense of just, um, I I don't even know the right word. Like they're invincible to any kind of criticism and the more accountability or accountability. And the more we found out about Danny, sorry, it was all bad stuff. Like, and I don't, it's in, this can seem like a personal attack and I guess it is, but don't get involved in politics. If most of the things you do outside of politics are extremely shady, like, sorry, it's going to come out. People are going to dig into your life. People are going to see what's going to happen. People are going to, to track that stuff down, especially when it's very, very public and very, very current. And you can't then go like, I mean, talking about his business, how Disney, we, the, the people of Temecula somehow influenced Disney yeah. into <laughs> not doing business with them anymore. The, 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 the few thousand people in Temecula, because we all know, Tem- I mean, Disney bowed down to Florida, right? No, they didn't actually. They didn't do that. And that's millions of people in a governor. So Danny's whole story of the people of Temecula got Disney to stop working with them is such bull. It's so made up. And again, I'm being the martyr now. I'm the martyr. I did all of this for you people. No, he's a bad businessman. And that's easily Googleable. That's easily findable. I'm sorry that that's the truth. It's not a personal attack. If it's true, it's out there. And for him to try to turn this around, for all of them to try to turn this around and say the people of Temecula did this to Danny. No, Danny has done this to himself and decided to then get on public display and assume that no one would ever look at anything other than his cowboy hat. Like it is the most ridiculous thing on earth. And he's skipping town, not because he can't take it anymore. He's skipping town because people keep digging into his life and finding stuff he doesn't want public. That's why he's skipping town. I mean, this is a, that this is a conspiracy on my end. But it certainly seems like the more that started to come out about Danny, the quicker he left town. Because just oh, a few were- months ago, he was on, he was taking pictures in front of signs and on podcasts calling people fools. And all of a sudden, he's got to leave. Yeah. And that's, that's the hard thing, right? Like, it, it, I mean, there's that whole FAFO thing. And when you challenge people um, or when you mock people who are trying to fight for something that isn't, doesn't necessarily directly benefit them, i.e. a school district. Um, when you're, you know, one Temecula Valley pack is fighting for a school district and not all of us have kids in the school district. Right. But yeah. uh, in the end, there's a benefit to us because we live in a community that has a strong school and that translate into a strong commit community. But when you attack people who are doing things to try to make things better for kids or to ensure that they're, kids are going to get a good education or your kids or their kids or the neighbor's kids are going to have a good education for the benefit of our country. 
Mm. Um, you're going to, you're going to raise some, you're going to raise some, uh, activities out of people that they wouldn't necessarily do. Correct. Right. So, and there's a lot more out there that we had, um, that could be discussed about, um, behaviors by certain board members, but you know, in the end it's not necessary. He's going to leave. It leaves it two to two, um, on a board and we're comfortable with that for the time being. (laughs) So, (laughs) uh, you know, for right now it's, you know, (laughs) I don't necessarily, I don't think it's appropriate for the pack or anybody to pile on. You may can feel free and that's (laughs) part of your role here. Um, and regardless of what I want to say, but I will say this. Yeah, I know. I know. I will say this. And I look at this from like the fact standpoint is now they're going to, they voted to a point, right? And what is the first, one of the first things uh, Kamrowski asked to do? Spend more money. Mm. He, he wants to spend more money to have trainings to learn how to appoint a qualified school board member, which is astounding to me. You'd think as the two-time board president, he would have a very good idea of what a good school board president means or is. And yet he wants to spend another $3,700 to have CSBA, an organization that Danny said we should have nothing to do with as a, as a school district. And Komrowski pretty much agreed. Um, this Komrowski who created multiple scenes at the last CSBA meeting up in San Francisco or the Bay Area. Um, now he wants to pay another $3,700 to teach four school board members how to choose a qualified school board candidate that if you just take that and write it down on paper, that should give you pause for the qualifications of Joseph Kamarowski. As a person, he either doesn't know what a good qualified school president looks like, or just wants to spend another $3,700 of taxpayer money just to do it, which either way it's both. It's bad. Well, this is what, you know, again, I, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to do this job. They refused to take the trainings up top when they got elected and instead went to some weird side kind of wackadoo training session. They'd refuse to do any kind of research on their own positions. And listen, I'm, I'll be honest. I know exactly what this is like. I was hired years ago, Jeff, as a shift supervisor at the Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf. This was 20, 25 years ago now. You know what? I didn't know anything about being a shift supervisor of anything. And I still took the job because it was money and I got to be somebody's boss and it was fun. And I was horrible at it. I was terrible at it. And people hated me. To be fair, you look like you would be one though. (laughs) You fit the profile. Thank you. you. I did win. And you have the name name for it. The name tag. Yeah, Yeah. no, it looks good. I had a big scarf the whole time. It was great. I look like I should be a a boss at a coffee shop. But I, (laughs) (laughs) but I, I was bad at that job and I didn't try to get better. I didn't care because I just wanted to hang out at a coffee shop and drink coffee for free. And I know like I get in my reaction to that was to get very frustrated and upset at people because, well, I'm the boss. I can just do what I want. And this is the same moves that are happening here. They're the bosses. They can do what they want. Why can't I spend $3,700 on trying to learn how to do my job more? Like, what are you talking about? Like it shouldn't be hard to appoint. I mean, I, myself, Years ago, uh, when they had a special appointment for the school board, I threw my hat in the ring. You know, I have a quali- I have qualifications that would put me 
on that, uh, you know, on that panel to be chosen to, to be a school board member. And I thought, why not? You know, it'd be good to get involved in the school district and my kid's school. And even I could see that the people around me who are on that panel were more qualified than me for that position. I mean, at that time, we're talking seven years ago now, at that time, especially, it's not hard. It's not hard to hear and see people's resumes and hear their careers and hear what they have to say and want to do and go, yeah, that's the right person. Pick that. It's not hard. <laughs> like, And no, so this, it, yeah. it just seems wasteful. It's just wasteful. And and for what purpose? You know, that's that's the other thing that boggles my mind. For, for what purpose? Well, that's a, you have a servant's heart, right? So you are willing to say, oh, that's the stronger individual in the long term. This is going to be better for the organization. And while I would love to be a part of it, the organization is going to be better, right, that with this person at the helm. It's kind of like, you know, being the backup quarterback, you know. <laughs> it's it's kind of like you have to say, well, you know, Joe Montana is pretty good. Yeah. And he should probably be, I probably shouldn't be trying to make it hard. So, you know, yeah. but, but people that do not have a servant's heart um, cannot relinquish power. They're They're trying to acquire power and acquire more of it. So, you know, when it comes to this appointment, I don't personally, I'm not speaking for the PAC. I hope for the PAC, for the community's sake, I hope they appoint somebody who is qualified and talented and can get this board back and moving in the right direction. Um, uh, but I don't have a lot of faith in that because I, while I see Stephen Allison is wanting somebody, you know, wanting to bring somebody more talented than even they are. And in this position and more, more, uh, unifying than even they are. I don't see the other two wanting anything of the sort. They just want yeah. somebody that's going to join in where Danny left off, which was being attached at the hip, being led by a leash, however you want to call it, um, into all of these destructive culture war battles that have, uh, plagued the district since the day they took office a week ago, a year ago. So, well, that seems like a, a fantastic place to move it into the conversation that you and Skylar had kind of about the nuts and bolts of all of this. Uh, I know you said this, but I want to wish a Merry Christmas. You can hear my daughter now in the background uh, asking probably for more bread. Uh, more we're bread, doing a please. heavy bread more diet. Beds. More <laughs> bread, sir. You want to come say Merry Christmas? No. Okay. Then hold on. Okay, I'll come out there in one second. Uh, I just want to say Merry Christmas to everybody. I hope you have a, a wonderful holiday season. Happy New Year. Anything that you celebrate during this time, I hope it's good and fun. And you get all the things you want. Yeah. Uh, I said it on the, on, the, on the second part of this, but, you know, Merry Christmas, everybody. And uh, maybe Happy New Year. We'll probably have another one after this if Dallas and... And I can work it out and we can find another interesting guest, I hope, by then. And, uh, you know, I think we can all be grateful to all of the people that have worked so hard to get us to this point on a recall. And it's almost mm. we're not even talking about that. We have two now seats that we are likely going to have to fill. And so there's a whole bunch of stuff that, that uh, Skylar and I go into and we talk about the possibilities there. Um, so... Merry Christmas, well, Happy New Year, possibly, and Happy Recall. Happy Recall. 
Merry Happy Recall. Yeah. Merry Happy Recall. Happy Honda Days, everybody. All right, it is the holiday season, and uh, since schedules are messed up and people are running all over the place, Dallas couldn't be here for this segment of the podcast, but today I have with me um, Skylar, and Skylar is going to, Skylar Temple, as a matter of fact, Skylar Temple is going to talk to us a little bit today about the appointment process and because it's applicable to TV USD and what's happening at the school district level. Um, and that's is, this is something that hasn't happened for about three years. Um, and obviously it has a lot of people's attention. So wanted to have Skylar come in and talk. Skylar was one of the people that uh, helped us get the paperwork together for the initial petition um, to recall Komrowski. And that will be, likely another appointment or possible special election coming up in 2024. So thought we'd bring him on and have him talk a little bit about himself and the process of all the things that we've done sort of together over the last, uh, I guess it would be 11 months, 12 months now. All right. Welcome, Skylar. What a year it's been. And uh, thanks for having me, Jeff. I'm a big fan of the podcast. And, uh, you know, I, I was talking to a friend the other day and they're like, what's this, uh, what the hell is happening in Temecula podcast? And I, I said, listen, if you haven't heard it yet, you need to hop on because we are truly talking about what's shaping up our valley and really the future of our valley here in Temecula. Um, so as Jeff mentioned, um, been in the area a long time, 25 years, born and raised here, graduate of uh, Temecula schools. And let's talk about the, uh, the stuff that not a lot of people enjoy talking about, but it's the nitty gritty. It's the it's the stuff that um, folks will use to uh, make this appoint you know appointment process or special election uh, how to navigate it. And so, yeah, like Jeff mentioned, you know we haven't had a appointment process for the school board in a couple of years in uh, 2021 uh, when Mr. Loner resigned uh, from the school board and. Uh, Allison Barclay was appointed. That was our last uh, school board vacancy. And it was actually a, a really smooth process. If you watched any part of the um, special meeting they had yesterday, uh, talking about, do we do a special election? Do we try to appoint someone here? Um, you know, Allison talked very candidly about her experience uh, being appointed to the school board. And, you know, in the right circumstances, it's a good opportunity to, to get someone really great uh, on the school board, um, but she did acknowledge the reality. We, this is a two-two board, and um, there's very little uh, opportunity, I think, to actually appoint someone here. But they're going to give it an honest go. And well, that's that's the thing, Skylar. Right? Like, even for our side, considering what we've endured over the past eleven months with this board, um, a two-two is not necessarily a bad thing. Right. Um, so, you know, even we, as much as we'd like to have the board fully, fully stocked with representation for all five districts, um, there is a part of this that says two, two, nothing truly crazy or radical can happen on the board, um, right. during this point in time. So, <clears throat> excuse me, when, when, 
we talk about appointment, we talk about special election. We're not we're, we're not exactly in a rush <laughs> to get this because I think we've all sort of feel a sense of calm yeah. um, since Mr. Gonzalez decided to resign um, because we realize that nothing too radical this way or that way is going to happen. And that's really um, kind of unfortunate because that's the way we should feel all the time about our board. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and unfortunately... When these uh, three came on the board, they just immediately started hammering us with some radical policies and perspectives that uh, we don't feel are indicative of what the rest of the community expects from board members. So, um, yeah, two to two is not the worst thing in the world, um, but, you know, maybe uh, maybe they'll come to their senses and uh, find somebody who's a, a good, responsible you know, servant of our community that will do the right thing by our district and, uh, um, and we can get them appointed and get them, get them, uh, on board. Well, that's the hope, right? Is that we get someone with a, a good governance mindset, right? The, the typical historical, uh, leader that we've had in Temecula. Um, but as we know, uh, with the, the characters at play, especially on the other side, um, we know that they're interested in in their agenda and someone who will help support them in that agenda. And good governance simply is incompatible with the radical extremist narrative that they want uh, to employ here in Temecula. Now, I, listen, I'm loving the fact that they can't do any more harm, but unfortunately the law puts us on a clock. Uh, December 15th is resignation day, set a 60-day clock per the law. And so they that that's kind of why they move so quickly to make a decision on, all right, do we start an appointment process or do it a special election? Because no action uh, throws it to the county superintendent of schools to call a special election. So unfortunately, we'll, we'll have at most 60 days of calm. But I think that'll be really nice through the holiday season here, just not worrying about them doing more harm during, the, the, during this time. But yeah, you know, 60 days from now, if let's just say they can't make an appointment, uh, or they go through this process and they're like, you know what, we still don't ha- have anyone, let's just call a special election. We're headed to a special election if there is no appointment, regardless of the board making that decision or the county superintendent of schools making that decision. And so, Well, yeah. well that's the interesting thing. We expect a yeah. response for the recall. Uh, likely January 22nd is a, is a date that I heard in a news report. Um, obviously I hope it would be sooner, um, that we could find out when, uh, that we've qualified for the recall, uh, to go on the ballot. And so, you know, interestingly, it's, it's all going to be way beyond the March primary, um, which happens in early March, I think the 12th. Um, Yeah. It's one of those, it's one of those first, it's either that first first week or the second week there. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. So. <clears throat> it won't happen then, but it could happen April, May, June, um, that they could say, okay, we're going to set a special election for um, the recall ballot of Joseph Kamrowski. And if they can't come to an agreement at the city uh, school board level, they could piggyback on that special election and host a special election for to fill Danny's seat. Yeah, um, that's a possibility. Yeah, you could have a twofer. So, you know, it's true during the board meeting, Komorowski said, well, there is no special meeting or a special election set for June. And I was like, well, not yet. 
Um, and so that is kind of the hope is we can get that uh, onto a special ballot before uh, November. And then if they can't find somebody to fill in um, uh, for Gonzalez, then we go ahead and put that one on there too. Now, best case scenario for us is we do the recall first, get the ballot first, mm-hmm. and then we end up with hopefully a yes, and we end up with a 2-1 board, and they start appointing like crazy. So yeah, that could, yeah, that could happen just as easily. There, there's a lot in the air with this, especially if they take you know the maximum amount of time. I, I think I pulled the date, and it's uh, February 13th. It's the final deadline where they have to either decide to appoint someone or it goes to a special election. And that, that does kind of create that a little bit of extra time there where you could be looking at a situation where we get our recall response in, in January sometime, but then they don't decide on a special election until sometime in February. So there could be a, a little bit of a delay there, um, which could work out for us. But typically they, they do try and match things up if there is a special election coming. Um, it's important to keep in mind, even if they do appoint someone here, I did confirm this. Um, regardless of if they appoint someone now or if they throw it to a special election, that person still has to run in a regular election this November for a full term because or for a full two year term. Right. And, and that, that that was a, an interesting thing that, you know, we've seen recently with the school board where, uh, you know, Allison, when she was appointed in 2021, had to run in 2022. But then she's up for election again next year. Um, to then run for a full four-year term. And so th- I think this is a election rama the last four years here for, for the school boards because we've had several elections, several appointments, reappointments. Um, this is going to be a very interesting season, and it's going to be a great opportunity for us to get some go- good governance back on the school board and start righting the wrongs that, that have happened here by this you know former board majority. And I think that's the the big takeaway here. It's a former board majority. They're not getting that back, right? 2-2, is, like you said, can no, do no more damage to our district. And now we have an opportunity to start righting these wrongs. And that doesn't mean they can't do anything as a 2-2. Um, as we've seen throughout this entire term, um, you know, for the most part, when it comes to doing the nuts and bolts of doing the district business, they do just fine. Sure. They they approve things here or, you know, uh, there's a litany of things that they do at every board meeting that nobody pays attention to recently because (laughs) we're waiting for the fireworks show to to take off. But there's a tremendous amount of things that are just really doing the business of the district. And that's what we're talking about here. We are, the reason why we did the recall is because of all the fireworks, all of the stuff that isn't the business of the district is not boring is contentious and controversial and offensive or damaging and this is why we we did the recall because we don't want any of that anymore we want we want people to be treated fairly we want students staff uh the district to continue to thrive um and let's face it you know there's a state deficit coming our way um, mm-hmm. And there's a huge financial impact that's going to trickle down from that level to the schools. And we have a, 
on top of all the controversial things that you see on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and on news channels, on top of that, we have a board that is just blowing through cash, blowing through cash that comes from the general fund um, that is going to be, it's going to kill us down the line. When we aren't getting the money that we're supposed to get, because we're not entirely funded by property taxes. We're not one of those districts. So <clears throat> we're going to be hammered down the line when we don't have a good surplus built up, possibly, because these guys wanted to call the lawyer about everything they're trying to do. Well, for the next two months, possibly, they're not really going to be able to do any of that stuff. So hopefully they won't be calling the lawyer saying, hey, you know, can I ban something wild this week? Because they know they can't accomplish that with a 2-2 board. Um, and, you know, that's a, listen, I, one more thing I'll say about this regarding a 2-2 board is I will give Steve and Allison a tremendous amount of credit for sitting through 11 months of losing just about every controversial subject that got forced upon our community by these people. And they sat there and fought and pushed back and made arguments and did their did did the work that it matters, you know, that matters in this. They they researched, they asked questions, they found out, you know, whether these things were legal or not, and they pushed back. Um, Allison is going to be an, an elections pro by the time this thing this thing is over, with two elections and an appointment within what three four years. Yeah, um, by, by the time she gets her second election, and and that's and that's the key that that you really just pointed out there was that you know these normal business items, right? That that keep everything going. They 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 did have to sit through losses on the controversial items, but they were fighting for things that really aren't controversial, like teacher pay raises that are fully funded, right? They fought for that and they won, right? And and this is something that again. Huge, you know, congrats and kudos to both Steve and Allison, uh, because I'll, I'll tell you what that that stuff's not not easy. You you talk to to any of the, these board members and sitting through losses over and over again, it stinks, right? But they they held on and they they stayed true to what it means to govern well in this valley, and they're they're setting the example. And they and I mean, you obviously we're coming off the heels of the last board meeting where um. Uh, one of the board members read a mea culpa about all the wrongs that have been done to him <laughs> during his time serving on the board, many of which just aren't true or attributable to anybody. It's, I mean, anybody can sit up there and say they've been abused without providing any proof or providing any, any, any sort of context to do some of it. Um, and unfortunately that was aimed at, you know, one Temecula Valley pack, um, and the people that support the recall in an attempt to uh, discredit us. And, you know, if, if you listen to our podcast or you look at our social media and you look at our website, you know, we're not doing the things that Danny Gonzalez was up there crying about. Um, <clears throat> you know, this is, I, in, in my opinion, and I'm just saying this, there's no disrespect to, to him, um, I did meet with him early on and I, and I talked to him about this and we talked like, Hey, how, how can we work together in this? You are, we come from very different places. We have very different ideas about uh, politics, but how can we work this out? Um, 
And basically what I said to him at the time was, hey, listen, if you're going to try to burn this school district down, then we're going to fight you all the way. And we're going to show up to the meetings and we're going to go up there and challenge you. And we're going to go up there and we're not going to make it easy for you. That doesn't mean we're attacking his kids or attacking his business or, you know, sometimes people find out that they don't like the things you're doing to a community or a segment of the population and they decide not to give you money anymore. That's just how the world works. It's called accountability for the, for your actions. And that's what I, I really wanted to say today was I'm really upset by that, by the, the inclination that any of us were out there trying to ruin this person. And then we have another board member that's out making social media points with the same lie. We have very good reasons why we wanted these people out of office. We still do. We still have a reason why the board president needs to go. And they don't have a single reason as to why they should stay other than they said they were going to keep their promise. Well, what is their promise? To destroy the district and drain the drain money from it? Is that the promise? That's literally our argument. So they're making our argument for us, but they have to create lies and slander in order to defend them, which it's is ma- sad. It's, manufactured, it's, it's, sad. It's, it's the idea of the manufactured crisis, right? There, there wasn't any problems to that significant level to warrant such dramatic action, like firing a well-qualified and well-acclaimed superintendent. That, that was my catalyst. I was very against a recall uh, for a long time, especially in the early conversations until they took that drastic step firing Dr. McClay and really pushing us way over the line into the territory that, that we've now entered into. And this is something that we, we've not had this happen in our community's history, right? Someone who was not plagued with scandal, not uh, having job, bad job performance, um, who was by all accounts exceptional at, at her job, Fired because you're a little incompatible with our political philosophy. You weren't going to go along with whatever we wanted you to do. And that that's just not how we, we do things in this community. And the community has responded to that, right? Recognizing right, that right. You know, the board president is responsible for spearheading that effort. And he will, he will face reckoning from the voters when, when this goes to the ballot, right? That, that is the democratic process, right? You lie to your, to your community you're going to face the political consequences for this. And, and I'm being very clear here about political consequences because being a politician doesn't mean you get to sit up on a dais and speak whatever you want and think it has no consequence, right? Your actions matter way more so than, than it does when you're sitting in the audience or speaking as, as a member of the community, talking to a, a, a dais, right? These things matter. And as we've seen time and time again with, you know, teachers feeling that they can't do their jobs because of how this board might respond, that this is clearly a, a reflection of that thinking. And, and for Mr. Gonzalez to go and try and point fingers and be like, you all, you all did this to me. And, and without recognizing that when you're, when you're right. a politician and you're, when you're on the school board, sure. It's, it's a local school board. You're still a politician. You have a responsibility to be held accountable for your words and your actions. Well, and this is a, a guy that a week before they fired Jody McClay was on bended knee, begging her to stick it, stick it out with him. 
I mean, let's be real here. We have I have that from several sources of him, you know, begging her, like, hey, just stick it out with us, like stay with us, let's go. And um and then, you know, basically Gavin Newsom tweeted it at uh the board president and all hell broke loose. So we had somebody that wasn't making decisions based on what was prudent and best for the community. That was reactionary. It was, uh, it was angry. It was vengeful a lot of the times, and, and I think you saw that a lot in the last votes. <laughs> the last votes that happened, yeah. there's these emphatic no's and these things that you know that just just are are not our community. And you know, the fact of the matter is, he's he was not a very long time member of this community. It's only been a couple, two, three, four years that he's even been here. So how would he know? And maybe that's not his fault, but this is not good governance. What he displayed during his time was not good governance. It wasn't level-headed or balanced. And we need somebody in that spot that is going to really take the time to consider and make a calm, rational decision after decision after decision. We're not, it's not basing that on religion. It's not basing that on uh, your his personal, his or her personal politics. This is somebody that shows up every day and serves the people of this district. And I think really that's the crux of what they've never understood about this role. That they don't rule TVUSD. They mm-hmm. serve TVUSD. And they have not approached this with the idea that they're going to they're going to be of service to students, staff, teachers at all. You don't get that impression. You can watch a board meeting for 10 minutes. There is no chance that Kamrowski thinks he serves the district. It's well, it's why he wanted to have a new dais, pay, a, you know, $35,000 to sit up higher than everybody else. It's 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 absurd. It's it's laughable, and, and you know the the tagline King Kamrowski really just reflects how he wants to rule rather than serve, right? And 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 it goes against the servant mentality that you know those who came before him have approached governance with, and 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 it's why it just feels so foreign, right? It, it feels so not like Temecula how they how they've chosen to to govern uh, on the school board, and, and it's unfortunate, you know, it's. Uh, you grow up in a community or you've lived in the, in the community for a while and change happens, right? But this is not good change. This is change that is ultimately making our schools less attractive, which will lower home prices. This, this is the argument we've been making since day one, that this is harmful to all aspects of the community. Whether you have kids or not, this will affect you. And at the end of the day, we're, we're doing everything we can to make sure that our community does not lose home values, does not have worse off schools than they were several years ago, right? This is why we do the things that we do. This is why we demand good governance of our elected officials at at every level. Right. So we're going to change gears here for a second, but I will say um, if you are interested in running for a trustee area two, or not running, but Putting your name in the hat for Trustee Area 2 <clears throat> at TVUSD. Uh, we would appreciate it if you did want to reach out to us. We're going to, um, you know, we can offer you support or help uh, in that endeavor. Um, we have a lot of people that have been through a lot, and, you know, Skylar included. 
that have, have done all this before. Um, and, uh, but we'd also want to get to know you. We want to know who you are and, and we may not necessarily support or endorse a certain candidate for this position. Uh, I think there's a tremendous amount of people in this community that are more than qualified to serve in this role, especially in, in, in area two. And so, you know, we want to get to know you. If we haven't heard from you or we don't know you yet, reach out to us, one to make you one TV pack at gmail.com or one to make you valley pack.org. Um, it's actually, it's one TV pack.org <laughs> is, is the actual website. So Skylar, you're also leading our regional team and we have a team. We have, we have it broken up into uh, basically four sections, regionals, schools, um, cities, and outreach. Um, and Skylar is in charge of our regionals area. Obviously, we haven't had much of an opportunity to talk about that uh, for the last 12 months. Um, but tell us a little bit about what's coming up at the regional level that people need to pay attention to. Yeah, you know, we're heading into the you know presidential primary season, which is also our primary season for some of the, the larger local offices. And these, these are our regional seats. So biggest one that's on, on people's mind right now is got to be our, our county board of supervisors seat. That's district three currently held by uh, supervisor Chuck Washington. He's a former uh, mayor and city councilman for both Temecula and Marietta and serving in that role for, for several years now. Um, and then on top of that, our county board of education. Yes, that's right. We have our local uh, board of education, which is TVUSD. And then there's a layer up from that, which goes all the way to the county. And they, they have seven people countywide. And our area, Area 7, um, it, it'll be an open race. The incumbent is not running for re-election. And uh, we're going to be Thank keeping goodness. an eye on that race. <laughs> yeah, the more, the more uh, we looked in, into the incumbent, the more we realized, oh, no, that's that's not great. But uh, that's not yeah, t- she that did- was not great, no. Yeah, that's all I'll say about that. But um, she she opted not to run for re-election. And so looks like that'll be a, a couple people running there. And then it'll be a three-person race uh, for the County Board of Supervisors seat. And uh, honestly, the best thing that can help us right now is if you're listening to this and you want to get involved in some of that that sort of regional levels uh, talk. That These are the two races that we'll be looking at uh, for the primary cycle. Um, I want to hear your thoughts. I want to know what, what your thoughts are about you know, Chuck Washington, Jonathan Ingram, and uh, I believe Mr. Guerrero is the, is the third person for uh, Board of Supervisors. The Orange County Transplant. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yet Definitely another, not a local. Yeah. Yet another candidate or political person who is showing up uh, in the last hour and decides they want to run for office for an area they have no idea about, which is... right. Pretty par for the course from for the people that are so inclined to assume power by any means possible. Um, Guerrero is a, somebody who got trounced, I believe, in the treasurer's race. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. The state treasurer's yeah, yeah. race did yeah, not do well. Statewide. statewide did not do well and has since relocated here and uh, now wants to be county supervisor. Apparently, he feels as though he can do that. So, uh, Which, and it's, Jonathan it's a, Ingram is. Jonathan Ingram is fairly well known. He's, you know, former mayor of Marietta. And then, of course, the incumbent, um, Chuck Washington, who's been entrenched there for a while and has done a great job, I think, um, you know, with all politicians. When you, when I say I think he's done a great job, I take that with a, a, a grain of salt because there are things that, that 
I haven't agreed with the Chuck's done, um, but you kind of have to look at the whole body of work um, and what the intent of a lot of some of the things that we agree with and disagree with are. And I think Chuck has been a great steward for the community and you know, he, he's, he's committed to Temecula Marietta area. He's lived, he lives here. So there's something to be said about that. Um, so whether you agree with everything Chuck's done or you don't, um, I think, I, I, I think this is not an endorsement from the pack at all, just from <laughs> my, my standpoint. Um, you know, he's been a good steward and it's in safe hands. The other hands, not so sure about. So, and it yeah, actually it, concerned me on some levels, but we would love to have more people involved with Skylar and the people that watch the, the, the supervisors meetings, the people that um, are looking out for the chatter and the campaign uh, statements that these candidates are making, because that'll help us make decisions. It will help us put out information to you guys about where these candidates stand on the issues um, with a lack of a, you know, credible news source locally and the press enterprise doing the best they can. You just don't get the information that you used to. And so we're, we're going to try to fill that gap and give you more information about these uh, smaller races that you're not necessarily going to hear too much about once the, the presidential primary comes about, because we know how loud that, how that, ah, how loud that's going to get. Yeah, it, it, it's always fun when, uh, you know, I tell friends that around my age, they're like, oh, gosh, you know, I, I got my ballot in the mail and I voted on the presidential stuff, but there's like a, a ton more. And I'm like, yeah, there, there's usually another page. There's a whole bunch of judges on the ballot. I won't even get into that because that's a that's whole so can of worms. Yeah, that, 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 that's, that's, a, that's a fun one. Yeah, I, I usually rely on, on, on people who are very judicially minded. They they usually have a good finger on the pulse on all that, but we'll be talking about the the board of supervisors race and the board of education uh, seat. Those will both uh, potentially be decided in the primary. There's a there's a fun rule in here in Riverside County where with these county seats, if a candidate gets over fifty percent, so fifty percent plus one vote or more, um, they're elected at that election. They will not have a runoff in November. However, it's very likely that for the board of supervisors seat, given that there's three candidates and each seem to have a good amount of funding behind them, uh, we may see a, a runoff in November with potentially two candidates. But who knows? We Chuck's faced this before in his last election in 2020. He had a couple people running against him, and he ran away with the thing with almost 60. percent So it, it was it wasn't even close for for his two challengers there, but. We'll see how things go, but I want to hear from you. We're working to uh, develop a candidate questionnaire for, for both these races. Uh, but if you've got particular issues that um, you want answered by these candidates, please reach out to us. Again, go to our website and there's a form you can fill out to uh, let me know and let our team know uh, what you want to hear from these candidates and what our priorities should be, especially for these regional races. And we'll have more in November, but these are the two for this cycle. Sure. Yeah. And then, you know, there's a lot of work to be, that needs to be done with this, right? Yeah. Um, this is not a, you know, two or three person show. We need to have people that can, you know, monitor these issues that happen at the county level and monitor all of these candidates and things that they say and do. And that's a lot for one person to do as much as Skylar lives and breathes this stuff. Um, he can't be everywhere all the time. And we need people to, you know, 
create opinions and arguments for us. Um, so there's a tremendous amount that needs to be doing as we're sort of fleshing out this this team and trying to bolster it up ahead of 2024 generals. Um, it's super important. So Skylar, I want to thank you so much today um, for taking the time to talk with us, um, putting a little information into the regionals team and try to get that fired up um, and talking to us about appointment and special election. It's going to be a very interesting period of time for this valley, especially over the next two months, because we don't know what's going to happen. And then pretty much we're going to hit the ground running at the end of January. So I appreciate this, this time and your efforts so far. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And uh, good luck to everyone in the holidays and in the new year. Yeah. And that's one more thing I should say. It'll be Merry Christmas. This will be the last time. That's right. Um, I think I'm going to talk with Dallas as well, but this will be the last time before Christmas that we put out a podcast on what the hell is happening in Temecula. We have, again, please, onetvpack.org, onetvpack.com, one Temecula Valley Pack at Instagram, and and also Facebook and X, formerly Twitter, um, but if you could reach out, there is a team sign up sheet there and we can get you connected and get you involved. And we think it's, it's super important for our community going forward that we have as many people engaged as possible. So Merry Christmas. Um, probably going to be, be back before a happy new year, but thank you again, Skylar. Thanks again. Thanks again.